How's it going, everybody? I mean, it's going really well. Bottom line, it's going really well. I don't even need to ask. Uh, thanks for joining us here at uh, Emerald City Hockey Postgame Live after that incredible win uh, brought to you by Queen Anne Beer Hall. I mean, RJ, 7-2. to two. Anytime you get a win like that, it's it's feel-good time. There's, there's nothing else about it. Um, I mean, the Kraken just dominating in this game. The way that I... I feel like a lot of us thought they might last game against a really banged up Nashville team. Um, but in this one, I mean, it was just up and down the lineup. Everybody was feeling it. Philip Grubauer's back. He, he played a good game. We'll get to him. I'm sure at some point, but yeah, I mean, it was just firing on all cylinders seven, two. I mean, the team's back. Yeah. I think the score was definitely indicative of the play and the Kraken finally broke through and it, it did take a little while too. Mm -hmm. last game. They only scored one goal, felt like they kind of deserved better after the chances that they generated. And they came out in the first period. This one generated a ton of great chances, maybe their most dominant period ever. You could make the argument. Uh, and then by the time the third period rolls around, they're finally able to consistently beat Saros, put seven on him and, and end a lot of goal droughts for some players too. I mean, like Matty Beneers, huge yes. one to, for him to get one. Oliver Bjorkstrand continuing his great run of play. Just everybody's got to be feeling good after that one. Yep. Uh, Jared McCann and his quest to get to 40 before the season's up too, right? Picking up another one. It was, it was, a, it was a lot. And yeah, you know, Coop starting us off 50 point score, Matty B baby. I mean, Matty Beniers gets to 20 goals. That's a nice milestone for him. 50 points. That's a really good milestone. Uh, and it was like, I'll be honest, after that first period, which the Kraken are up 2-0 and they've only allowed one shot on goal, I actually, I think, had more negative things to say about the Kraken than positive, just because I was like, <laughs> where's the top six? The power play is really bad. Like, you know, like, like we need to get going. And the bottom line is by the end of the third period, all of the the issues I had, all the worries I had, for the most part, completely alleviated. Everybody was back. Everybody was going. I was just, you know, it's it's phenomenal. Daniel Sprung kicking things off like again. again. I mean, it just it, it, that's a story that will never go away. Um, and, but for good reasons. And yeah, I mean, everybody, my boy Lars getting a goal. Like everybody was involved, mm -hmm. RJ. Like they just couldn't yeah. stop scoring on Saros. They completely broke him. I know, and and I, as I pointed out toward the end of the game, this is the first game that UC Saros in his NHL career has allowed seven goals. I mean, that's yeah, that's saying it. something against a goalie like him too. Out of I think almost three hundred career games, this is the first time he's allowed seven. I mean, you know, tip of the hat to him for for going that long without it. But I mean, the Kraken got to a very good goalie in a way that no other team has over his career. Yeah, no, and uh, I mean Nashville just. The, the defense broke in front of him. He was kind of broken by the end. It was just a lot. The Kraken was just this never-ending onslaught. I'm only looking down because I was just looking at, at uh, Money Puck to see what was going on. First off, I've never seen the deserved to win -o meter so heavily favor one team the way it did the Kraken today. 89.6% on the deserved to win -o meter wow. is crazy. Uh, but also, I was looking at the shot chart for the Kraken. And you know what? This is a shot chart that we've really been waiting to see from them, which is just we are focused on scoring goals in and around the crease. And I'll see if I can get this. Yeah, put up, that up there. Wait for there. I mean, look at the Kraken there in the in the blue. I mean, they're just look at how many shots are there in the high danger sections. I mean, they were they were all about getting pressure to Saros, getting in Saros's face, try to get rebounds, try to get screens all that good stuff. And it really worked. And we saw, I mean, when you play that way, this is what can happen. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they got rewarded by putting that pressure all to that spot. And you look at the Nashville side of it, too. Not a whole lot really anywhere. I mean, this is one of those rare games where the Kraken just put up a lot of pressure, you know, on, on the other team's yeah. net and then just give up almost nothing on their own. Yep. Uh, a couple super chats here. First one from Schultz. Great to see the Kraken put up seven on a quality goaltender. I mean, it, it feels really good to know that they could keep scoring in bunches like that. Absolutely. And then also from Leanne, big super chat there. Jared, it's a dance party, y'all. It is a dance party indeed. 7-2 dance party. Uh, appreciate the super chats there. Really, really do. And yeah, I mean, Jared McCann at 40 RJ. I'm telling you, it's going to get there. Gonna get there. I know it's it's certainly in the cards. What five goals to go um, in how many games do they have left? Is it is it uh, 10 or 9? They, they I, I think in, it would be 10 left now. OK, five goals in 10 in 10 games. That's certainly doable. And you get a Yeah, it's, it would be 10 games left. So, yeah, it's it could be in the cards. And man, how about that shot? on his goal too. I mean, that is the trademark laser wrist shot. I, Saros didn't have a chance. It was by him before he could even track it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, he loves to do that too, where he's, you know, he's coming in, he's going to drift a little bit too. you know, if you're, if you're the goaltender, he's going to be off on your right, but he loves to shoot left and, and kind of shoot across your body like that. And, and, you know, that's what he does on the power plays when he snipes from his spot. And that's what he went for here again. And it was just, it was just so beautiful. And that puck, the way it just hits the back of the net, just like, it's almost like it, it zooms in and then it's just like soft because it's just, it's spinning perfectly. Like you love it. You absolutely love it. Um, going back to uh, to the uh, chat here, Coop also, you saw Sprong time and goals. It was like, no, sir. Talking to, about Maddie scoring there. <laughs> I know it was good to see Maddie get back on the board. I mean, you know, we talked about the rookie scoring race. Guys starting to creep up on him a little bit there. Wasn't feeling good. We talked a lot about how great he's been playing, but usually it's in a two-way defensive kind of sense so for him to get to the 50 points get the 20 goals i think that's a big deal and it'll be a big deal for calder voters as well to see him hit those kind of you know significant milestones for a player al a lot to celebrate 40 wins 20 maddie goals and of course the tolby revenge game good momentum into the final regular season stretch it is i mean this this is the the chance where if, if the kraken can continue this momentum this is the time to get hot as you approach the postseason. You know what I mean? Like, like it would be the good timing for that, RJ. Definitely. I mean, that's what you're starting to look for at about 10 games out. That's really where that final stretch, that final segment really starts and where you want to kind of hone in everything and make sure you're firing on all cylinders. And this could absolutely be the start of that, too. And this also, you know, it's it's a tough stretch, the crack and run on the road against some tough teams. You know, all those three Dallas games are behind you. You know, you go to Minnesota that next that could be a tough game. But you you look at coming out of that. You know, you're playing a lot of, you know, Anaheim, L.A., Arizona, Vancouver, Arizona, Chicago, Arizona. It's just reading the schedule down. It does get a little bit easier. And so, you know, if you can just keep that level of play going, you should be able to rattle off a lot of wins. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, CR Bud, oof, Preds were force-fed some Tolvi today. That had to hurt. I mean, it must have felt so good for Ellie Tolvanen to get a pair of goals in this one. I mean, they were, I mean, you could tell that he was, he was a little bummed about it the first game. Like, I think everybody was bummed that they weren't getting the offense that they wanted, but you could tell how bad he wanted it, how how serious he was taking the game, how much he was trying to generate any chance he could for himself in and around the net, all that stuff. So for him to not only get the one goal, but then to also be there to get that second goal after Saros plays the puck out, 
blocks it with his body. It was a good effort play just to be down there to try to support Bjorkstrand in that kind of breakaway situation. And then to be able to clean up and get that second goal there. I mean, at that point, I was like, okay, the game is still close. Nashville gets another one later. I was like, all right, so we could be on, on hat trick watch with the empty net. Like, like maybe we'll see something like that. And then the Kraken just completely, you know, blew the doors off the place uh, late there. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy for Tolvanen. Yeah, me too. I mean, especially that second goal too. That's one where even in normal circumstance where it's not a revenge game, anything, your eyes get so wide when the goalie comes out like that. So you're thinking about the goal already uh, and to have the payoff to put it into the open net for second goal of the game. Um, yeah, you could tell he was thrilled with that. And, and after the first game, you know, he wanted it. Um, it it's I'm just so happy for, for Ellie Tolvin and too. And yeah, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of things from Predators Twitter today, you know, after posting the goal videos where, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely disappointed to have lost him i was gonna say i mean what must be going through their heads as they're seeing him up to 17 goals on this season like playing phenomenal in a good way i mean it, being responsible defensively too, working hard on the four check like i i can't imagine nashville fans are all too pleased to be seeing all that well, it's one of those situations too where again listening to the fans it sounded like they didn't want him gone like they just wanted yeah. the team to give him more of a chance and more ice time so i do feel a little bad for them yeah, just a, just a little. But at the same just time, I mean, here we go. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, that does give him 15 goals in 38 games with the Seattle Kraken, which is a very impressive feat. Uh, another super chat here from Duthin. Almost everything I could have asked for in a game. Woo! Uh, I agree. I mean, it was. There was, like I said, there was a little bit at the beginning where I was like, all right, like, where's the top six? They need to start getting going offensively at some point. We can't just keep relying on Daniel Sprong in the third line kind of thing. And and then the, the power plays weren't fantastic. You get a ton of first period power plays, which is like any team's dream, and they weren't able to do too much. But outside of that, I mean, the rest of the game went exactly as you could, you know, you would want to draw it up. Kraken not allowing shots. That's the big key right away. Um, you you know, there's the one tough one for for Guru Bauer. That's a big rebound. Nobody, you know, it just happened to bounce out to a pred. Eh, that happens sometimes. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, really, the rest of the game, Kraken just had it on lockdown. They were just pouring shots on Saros, and then eventually that damn broke. Yep, exactly. And and as far as giving up nothing too, that's what I was most impressed by. I mean, they they faced their first five on five shot on goal 21 minutes and change into the game i mean that's that's pretty darn good to give your goalie that and and i think the preds didn't even have an unblocked shot attempt in the first period so yes they weren't doing as much as they could on the power play but they were giving up nothing in the process yeah exactly and that's partly to explain like this comment from coop here really wish we could have get a, a 900 save percentage out of grew though not always going to be able to score seven i mean that is part of it when you you, you know do such a good job at limiting shots. Uh, it does then mean that anytime you get like a bad rebound chance like that one or an insane tip, like the Matt Duchesne goal, it, it looks a lot worse on your goaltenders numbers just because they're not seeing like a ton of easy saves uh, otherwise. And that's why we're, we see the, uh, the rough 875 save percentage for Grubauer. But I thought despite the fact that he only got to see one shot through the first period, he did a great job of staying in the game and being there when the Kraken did need him. 
Yeah, especially after having been out as long as he had been with an illness. That's one where you can easily get kind of rusty, especially if you're not seeing a lot of pucks. So uh, we know that Grubauer had that problem a little bit last season, just at the start of games. And so for him to kind of get past that and and just look really impressive the whole way through, um, I thought was a really good sign for the Kraken. And and also you look at the expected goals, which I think are, are certainly more telling than the shots on goal in this one, according to Money Puck. 2.08 for the Preds. So, you know, Grubauer doing about as expected there. Yeah, exactly. Superfly, good win and very good response to that second goal by Nashville. Now let's take care of our final 10 games. I agree with that because I was worried, you know, less than a minute into the third period, you do get that Matt Duchesne goal and it's like, all right, I mean, Kraken have been playing pretty well here. I thought the second period was pretty even. Nashville did a good job responding after how bad they were in the first. And it was like, okay, you know, Kraken, this is the time to to show you're you're changing, you're gearing up for the playoffs, you're ready to go. And to their credit, they absolutely did. A couple minutes later, Adam Larson getting on the board, and then from there, it just dominoes out. Right, it can be demoralizing to all that work you put in, all that domination you do, and then at the start of the third period, you know, more than forty minutes in, it's a one goal game again, and you know, you're one bounce away from it being tied. I mean, that's the kind of thing that can break the spirit of lesser teams, but the Kraken. I mean, the opposite of let it get to them. I mean, they went out and just, you know, scored four more. So, I mean, a great response there. Oh, absolutely. Absurdly saying, I agree. That was so much fun. TBK, three out of four points in Nashville is good for our end of the season stretch. It is. And we, you know, a lot of us talked about this in post-game chats. We talked about it on the deep dive. I mean, three out of four points coming out of this Nashville series, that was going to be the thing that was going to make us all kind of breathe easy about the Kraken's playoff chances at this point. Because now, I mean, it's a big lead they've got over Nashville. Yeah, it's it's a huge lead they have over the Predators now. I, I it would take an epic collapse for the Kraken, and then even maybe some help there. You know, with with Nashville, uh, you know, for Nashville just doing really well against playoff teams. They've still got Boston. They've still got Toronto on their schedule. Um, it's going to be a tough go for them. I just don't see them you know surpassing the kraken at this point we can we can pretty much book it for the playoffs yeah definitely a couple more super chats here first one from barbara just because this is the last post game live i can watch live from the start of the season you guys are awesome this community rocks really appreciate it barbara glad you know you could join us for this one uh live really really appreciate that always always happy for all the post game lives also when you just come in give us the good morning it's always it's always fun <laughs> yeah we do appreciate that and then also from Sean here, uh, 20 for Maddie. Number 20 gets two in his return. The uh, the dam broke and the milestones poured in. Done 60 points. Maddie 20 and 50. Most goals ever in front of Gru. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, there's a lot to take in there from, from all of those. But I want to start with that last one. Most goals ever in front of Gru. Is that really? Like, I believe that. For the Kraken, yes, it's yeah. the most goal support that they've given Philip Grubauer in a game. I tweeted that toward the end of the game. I was loving this game, by the way, for for the reason that Sean outlined. There are so many milestones, so many um, so many narratives, so many storylines in this one too. I was looking up stats left and right throughout the whole game because it felt like somebody was hitting some cool stat uh, at every at every point really during the game. So uh, glad Sean saw that one too, and um, I, it's just such a fun game to watch, you know, from that perspective oh, yeah. for me also. And I thank you. Sean for the super chat yeah no definitely I mean we talked about Maddie already we talked about Tolvanen but let's let's talk about Dunn getting to 60 points I mean that is an impressive milestone for a defenseman much less a defenseman that we had a ton of questions about coming into the season yeah, a lot of questions and he's answered just about every one of them in the affirmative this season uh with, with 60 points in 72 games I mean just that kind of production is something we 
haven't seen from him throughout his career. His previous career high was 35. I mean, that's a 25 point improvement over his best season, uh, you know, before that. So, I mean, he's just hit this other level of play and, and hopefully he can keep that going forward. It is a contract year, but, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Just be see, this is just who Vince Dunn is. He's figured oh. it out. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. <laughs> and, and we, you know, the defense he's been able to provide and all that stuff. I mean, it's, yeah. it has been so fantastic. Just that that contract's gonna be big rj that's all i can say it's gonna be very very big that extension this this offseason oh yeah um i just want to hit this one up down here by the super chats too uh just because i'm i've seen it i want to talk yeah. about it from michael 20th five goal game for the crack in this season that's more than a quarter of all their games played it's the the night and day difference between last season and now i mean we know we've we've set the record now for biggest points increase for a team from season one to season two in franchise history. But yes, I mean, the, the, the amount of goal scoring in particular, because that was something that just absolutely killed them last year to see that improve by, by such leaps and bounds this year has just been nothing short of incredible. And going into the offseason, that was kind of the number one priority for the Kraken and for Ron Francis is just bring in some players who can score some goals. And they've done it in kind of some unorthodox ways. Yes, Andre Burakovsky, the, the big addition that everyone thought and knew would help has helped. Mm -hmm. um, but you're seeing contributions from guys like Ellie Tolvin and Daniel Sprong. Uh, you know, Ryan Donato's done his part. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand, like it's it's amazing what they've been able to do just up and down the lineup. It has been this goal scoring by committee. And, and you've seen that just about every game that they put up five plus, it feels like it's not just one guy driving the bus on that. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Uh, Jay in here reminded everybody to like the stream. Appreciate it. Jay Ty. Oh, so that's why they call it Smashville lol. That also, that's a dang it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> This, this game was pretty chippy at the beginning, RJ. And you know what? To the Kraken's credit, because this is something I talked about last time where it felt like the Kraken were trying to match that physical energy with the Predators and that maybe slowed down what they were able to do offensively. They didn't really let it get to them in this one. Instead, they took their power plays. They did get a goal on the power play, thanks to Tolvin, and that was <laughs> nice to see them at least get one. Uh, but they didn't do it this time. They didn't try to match Nashville hit for hit. They just said, you know what? We're the more skilled team, and we're just going to outskill you. And you see the difference in the scoreboard today versus the last game. For sure. That's the right way to go about it. And I was a little worried about the Preds kind of trying to to do that, muck the game up a little bit, especially after the first period where at least, you know, score is still two nothing. But uh, as far as, you know, possession and shots and everything, they're getting run out of their own building at home. I mean, uh, that's one where you're going to try and, and muck things up a little bit and kind of change what the game is about. But the Kraken didn't take the bait. I think a good example of that was Brandon Tanev as he gets run into by mm -hmm. the bench, you know, toward the end of the first period didn't do anything about it just kind of let it go and it you know it wasn't a penalty called against Nashville but that's the kind of thing you have to do keep your composure and just intimidate the other team that way yep definitely Kraken did a fantastic job credit to the leadership group of the team and the coaching staff on that uh, as well Tammy told me revenge I'm so happy for sure Habak I love it when the Kraken remember they're a playoff team it, it does feel nice. Uh, Joshua, I love the matinee games being in Virginia. It's the only time I get to watch the games with my son other than once a year when they come to D.C. Not the best record on matinees, but this one was fun. Uh, that makes me so happy, Joshua. Glad you and your, your son were able to enjoy the game there. And heck of a game to be enjoying together, too. So really, oh, really for happy sure. to see that one. 
Um, Kaylin, I really hope someone from the Kraken picked up the salmon that someone threw on the ice. I did like the kind of mix of the two franchises, RJ, that, you know, make fish and hockey go together. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was cool to see. Yeah, the salmon instead of the catfish. Um, and I think actually the Kraken after the game, they had a sign in, in the Preds Arena, Smashville is like catfish better than Kraken. And they swapped the, the sign on it, you know. That, um, but yeah, no, the salmon are better. Do you see the uh, the the super chat from DJ Singletone? Oh no, let me get down there. We got one down here. I can read it. Okay. Uh, DJ Singletone, thank you for the super chat. I, I think ice time has been the catalyst for Vince, and I mean that's certainly the thing that's changed the most as far as like an indicator uh, of just the opportunity that he's gotten. You know, being a clear first pairing defenseman all season, uh, it, it's going to help you. I do think more other things have clicked in his game too, but the ice time. You know, it allows you to 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 have those more opportunities and to to play those legit first pair situations. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a big part of it. Um, just you know, whether it's just you know more ice time equals more opportunities to score, a counting stat like a point, right? Like that helps it go up. But it's also about the extra reps that it's giving you, and it's about putting you in different situations. He's played a lot more on both special teams. It feels like this year, and and that's really helped him out. But yes, I mean, averaging over three minutes more this season than last season with the Kraken, that's a that's. I mean, it just shows how much faith the coaching staff is putting in Vince Dunn and they truly do believe and see him as a first pairing defenseman who can be out there for all of that stuff. Uh, it is very, very good to see. Uh, CR bud. That was special. Not really a must win, but you really need to beat them in regulation. Well done lads. Uh, goal support for groovy makes me so emotional from back. I, totally, <laughs> totally. Uh, Lonnie always appreciate the beacon plumbing. John Forsland legend. That was a great call from him. That was an awesome call. Forsland's been feeling it these last couple games. He's had a couple, uh, you know, really, really good calls, uh, memorable calls that I'll even, you know, turn to my girlfriend like, hey, look, listen to what Forsland said. This is great. Um, so, yeah, he's feeling it. I don't know what it is about Nashville, but uh, he has a good time there. Yeah, you can see, I mean, a lot of people have a good time in Nashville. You know what I mean? That's true. Like, it's a popular, to- popular road trip city for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a fun place to be. It definitely get me excited if I was there. Christy, fantastic play today. Love to see it. Absolutely. Lindsay, it was a one goal game and I blinked. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happened. I hope nobody had to do anything during that third period because uh, you were coming back to something very different than what you left. Uh, Ty, also, since this seems to be working, Sprong is trash, lol. Why is it when I trash him, he goes bananas, lol? Tell me about it, Ty. <laughs> I know it, the way I've been feeling all season. Hey, you know what? He's motivated. Like that's that's what it took coming into the season on a PTO. I mean, when you think Daniel Sprong can't do it, that's when he's got to show you. And he's uh, one goal away from the twenty goal mark. And uh, of course, Jeff Merrick on it when he scores the goal yeah. early in the game too. Uh, he's Jeff Merrick's favorite player. It seems like. I know. I know. It's absolutely wild. Um, Rebecca, while well, I'm having fun, definitely CJ, great way to start the weekend. It is, this is what we talked about. You know what? Right. Like we start this and at least for us on the West coast, like we get to then go have the second half of our Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know I'm going to, I'm going to carry this forward for the rest of the day for sure. X kid Z the crack attack is back. Jack glad to see veneers getting back to his Calder ways and Tolvin and getting his first multi goal game against the predators. I mean, it's, it's, it is fun and it's a, that is the one thing we didn't mention with Tolvin is getting that first multi-goal game against the former team. That's got to be really sweet. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, another career milestone for him. And it, it's that sign of growth, right? You know, the multi-goal game and, and showing, uh, you know, that he can harness that shot in that way. And, and Nashville got to see it up close. Yeah. Coop, Matty back up to a nine-point lead on McTavish for the for the rookie scoring race. That's good to see. Kraken Hawks. Somebody on Reddit posted that the Kraken must have found their Costco card in the third because they're bringing the goals in bulk. Lol. It's so true. That is that is fantastic. Good on <laughs> that is great. posted that. Yeah. That is, that is great. And thank you for bringing it to us, Kraken Hawk. Um, TBK. Oh, shoot. First 40-win season. Let's go. Oh yeah. yeah, this win number forty. It's I, I mean I'm double checking, but that that lines up. Yeah, it is forty twenty four and eight. Wow. Here we go. Amazing. That's really impressive. That is really impressive. I mean, it, we've we've talked about so many milestones already, but like that's a huge team one. That's a huge franchise first for them to to, to have a forty win season. I mean, that's that is fantastic. I mean, just the fact that we seem you know. I don't. I don't even know if it's possible for us to not have a, be above 500 this season, but uh, it's 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 like I said earlier. It's just so great how they've been able to rebound this year from last. Uh, Rebecca Yeatfish Yeatfish was the cherry on top. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, CJ, chances of us seeing Joey D up here again for the playoffs. Probably small, given that they sent him back down once Grubauer was healthy. That tells me they really want him to be a part of the Coachella Valley, you know, playoff push. Yeah, I think so. And also Coachella Valley, they've kind of struggled since uh, sending Joey Decord uh, up to Seattle. They've had a few losses uh, come in in a row, and I think they could probably use him back. Um, it just helps to have their, their goalie there. And also losing Jesper Froden and John Hayden has been tough on them too. So I, I think they probably want Joey down there uh, for a run. But again, if if Martin Jones, he's going to have to play some games down the stretch. If he continues to falter, it's going to be something that's going to be talked about. Oh, it, it will be for sure. Um, side quest achieved from Striatic here. Stop Evangel. I, I was practicing it so much already, okay. RJ. You got I this still, and I believe in I you. can do that. Evangelista. Yes, very good. I did it. Uh, from scoring, and both Sprong and McCann scored 5v5. Canner coming for the crown. I mean, the Kraken are really just going to just monopolize the top of that 5v5 goals per 60 leaderboard, RJ. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that'd be cool to get McCann and Sprong one, two. If, if, if McCann hits 40 by the end of the season, maybe you could do it. I think he could. Uh, let's see. Coop, just imagine this team scoring seven goals last year. Impossible. <laughs> all season, uh, it felt like. Right. And also, Coop, with the smell you later, Lauzon. <laughs> I know, I know. He and Tanev were barking at each other again in this one. I mean, I it might have boiled over if not for uh, the the clever work of Eric Furlat there, <laughs> breaking it up in a way only he knows how to do. Yep. It is it is pretty funny. Like like I had no idea there was so much there between those two guys. Yeah, um, no clue. Let's see. Uh, Nick nearly cried at the Beneers goal. Lol. He needed it so bad and hit that twenty goal mark. I'm right there with you. Like I was so happy to see it. You could tell how excited he is. It's unfortunate that like the last three goals he scored, RJ, he's had to be so pumped up and fired up about it because they've come, you know, so spread out from each other. I would really love if he could just kind of carry this forward and get some more in the in the next couple games. 
Yeah, and not to mention the goal that he thought he scored for number 20 that I guess got tipped by Jordan Eberle later in the play uh, mm-hmm. and then was recredited to Eberle too. It's uh, good for him to get one that he knows is going to be his 20th. And you see the celebration after that goal too. Like, he is pumped up. Yeah. Uh, even the refs don't like Lausanne. Well, glad no one got seriously hurt. Now we can laugh about that weird moment Lindsay's saying. So, yeah. Uh, and then Edward, uh, goal challenge failed. Give up a power play. Punishing mistakes with goals to put away a game late. Things that are nice to see the Kraken on the positive side of for a change. <laughs> that, very true. Very true, Edward. Uh, Stratic saying uh, Natural Statric has McCann retaking the active player 5v5 goals per 60 lead. So that is cool to see. Ooh, okay um superfly first ever 40 win season for the crack and a first ever 20 goal season for maddie feels good and going five and five would probably be enough to make the playoffs i agree with that i i think i don't know what the math exactly would be for the kraken to have to make you know to to get the playoffs and kind of clinch that but i i'm with you five and five would probably be enough yeah i think that would certainly get it done yeah jay it's too early dylan is still sleeping Nah, I'm the I'm the early riser of the two of us. Just oh yeah, for sure. Know. For sure. I'm only wearing this because I was out running and walking with Afra earlier before the game. <laughs> uh, first multi-goal game in Ellie's career. The Kraken have scored at least one point in every game at Nashville since ever from Brian. I mean, Nashville. We talked about it, RJ. It's a fun place for people to go on road trips. Kraken certainly agree. Yeah, definitely. They they love it there, and uh, good thing you know they don't get too distracted by the by the fun times you can have too. Um, you know, just listen to some good music and uh, and go win some hockey games. Yeah, uh, Joshua, does Tolvanen get the hat for this? I have to imagine he will. I I would think so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if if he doesn't, then it's going to Maddie just for hitting some of those milestones. I would think, but uh, otherwise, who currently has it? Well, that's a good question. Who got it in Dallas? back the other day was oh it was larson? larson wasn't it yeah it was larson yeah, so it would be larson giving it to somebody i mean i just know all those players in the locker room know you know for the most part what it feels like to go up against a former team and to be able to score two on them like that get your first multi-goal game like those you know that seems like enough of a reason to to give it to tolvin and for me anyway um yeah i think so watch them give it to tanov just for talking trash to lazon <laughs> yeah that's, that's fine good. too um edward kraken make the preds look like kittens in the third oh they they really really did um harley kraken my kind of hockey game preds crowd up there with kraken crowd loud energy makes a difference glad to have the house to myself yells whoop very often lol <laughs> grew uh for sure and and how about how fast that arena emptied out rj as things got oh, yeah. you know out of hand there in the mid third period yeah, I mean, you've still got, what is it, you know, it's about, what, four o'clock, five o'clock local time, you know, yeah. like, go enjoy your evening. Uh, you don't want to see all that. Yep. Uh, an explosion of goals out of nowhere was nice to see from DJ Singletone, for sure. TBK plays, uh, who were the three stars tonight? I hope Ellie got the first one for the, for pettiness reasons. I was wondering about that. Do you think the Nashville media, though, they would they would actually, uh, they they did. Would actually so, name, name Tolvin in the first star? They did. He did. Yes. Tolvanen, first star. McCann, second star. Bjorkstrand, third star. Those are your three stars for the game. So All right. It was, yes. They, they, they knew what they were doing. They did. Nice. Uh, the Groovy goal support tonight was fantastic from Milo there. I'm going to read that comment every time I see it because I just think it's <laughs> it's important to bring up. 
Um, Krakenock, Tolvi is making up for the loss of Berkey so, fo- uh, so far. Imagine if Ron didn't take him off waivers. I don't want to. Things would be very different, Mm-mm. I feel like, for the Kraken. <laughs> don't don't want to think about that. Yep. Uh, Lindsay, question for both y'all. What do you hate more, a team scoring a goal against us in the first minute of a period or the last minute of a period? Personally, I dislike it if it's in the last minute of a period because then you got to go and you got to, well, one, that could technically mean the third period, in which case right. we're probably not winning or something really bad is going down. Uh, I It also means you have to go and you you have to sit with it for you know, 15, 20 minutes, not being able to do anything about it. If it's right at the beginning of a period, you can go out there and you can like try to change what just happened. You can make up for that. You can put your frustration from that. You can channel that into your play. Can't do that if it's at the end of a period. Yeah, I think you covered it pretty well. I'm going to agree. And for pretty much all the reasons you said, you want to be able to go and do something about it. Uh, you know, if you if you get scored on early in a period at the end of a period, too, I mean, it can give other teams momentum, too, especially if you have a lead and the other team's trying to claw back momentum that they can try and transfer into the next period. I don't like that. Yeah, agreed. Stratic, should Hackstall be making the team walk through the rain in their equipment to every practice? You know what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, for those who saw that video, the, the Kraken had to had to do that the other day uh, in Nashville for practice, going back to the old, uh, you know, like junior, you know, even before junior hockey days where you had to walk out to the bus. Um, I don't know if it's something you might want to continue. I mean, if you get in a slump, maybe try it. I, I was going to say, I mean, you played in Seattle anyway, like you've got the opportunities to give it a shot. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, normally speaking, is weather getting back to normal Seattle up there, RJ? I mean, we've been sunny down here for two days in a row. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I think overcast today, mostly from what I've seen. I've been inside watching the game most of the day, but it's been overcast. But it sound, looks like we're going to get some more sun over the next week or so. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Super chat here from Lonnie for Maddie Calder Beneers. Really appreciate it, Lonnie. And yes, I mean, uh, that's the other one I'm going to keep reading is just all the love for Maddie Beneers getting the 20 goals on the season. I mean, it's it's such a big deal. And to do that in your first full season, too. It's it's really, really awesome. Really happy for him. Uh, Lindsay, thoughts on right wing Morgan Geeky? Oh, well, you're coughing. Uh, I yes. I kind of liked it, like because Morgan Geeky brings like interesting things to a lineup, and I feel like putting him on a wing where he doesn't have to worry about some of the same responsibilities of being a center, it freed him up to kind of be in and around the net and be a pest and be somebody that the Nashville defense had to kind of swarm to and opened up some time and space for somebody like a Daniel Sprong who could be very dangerous when he's given that opportunity. Yeah, I, I think it freed him up to do things he w- wouldn't otherwise do. It felt like he was uh, more going to shoot the puck in this one, whereas normally centering that fourth line, he knows what his job is. He's got scorers around him. He doesn't need to do that. Uh, and also, as Allison pointed out before the game, pairing him up with uh, a playmaker like Alex Wenberg, uh, you know, who will pass the puck a lot, and Geeky has a good shot. He just doesn't really get the opportunity to unleash it very often. If he can change his mindset that way, which I think – Maybe in the beginning of the game he didn't, but kind of as the game started going on, he mm-hmm. started to get used to that new role again, which is tough it, it, to kind of get yourself out of the mindset of where you usually play. Um, but I, I think he adjusted pretty well. Right. And yes, you talk about shooting the puck more. Four shots on goal for him, tying the team lead alongside McCann and Tolvanen for this yeah. one. So yeah, we understood the saw... assignment. Yep, he did. I love to see it. I, anytime Morgan Geeky gets to, you know, beat 
to shine a little bit. I'm I'm always in favor of it. Superfly seems that Hackstall timeout early in the season against the Blues has worked out for Dunn. It really has. I mean that that has been like career changing for Vince Dunn. That timeout in that game where he kind of got called out, singled out a little bit for the play. He has been on fire ever since. And we talked about the contract. You know, RJ, he's gonna he's gonna be seeing a lot of money based on his play for the majority of this season. I mean, maybe he's got a you know. Get by Hackstall a little bit of a gift or something for that one. I guess so. I I can't recall a time we've seen that where thanks for calling a call time out and just calling me out on my play really turned things around that season and earned uh, millions more dollars. So I'll buy you lunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy you lunch, a watch, car, something. Just just something. Uh <laughs> uh Jen, is it wrong? I kind of want to see Borgs versus Lausan. I don't think so. I think that would probably be a good one. Those guys, they seem like they'd match up well. Um, yeah, I think so. Do you know if Berkey is on the road trip? Is he traveling with the team? I don't know offhand if he is. No, I, I haven't seen him on any of the team videos or anything, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know don't, if he's on the road trip. I don't know either. Joey asking when he's coming back as well. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see him practice with the team before he comes back. So that's kind of the next uh milestone that he needs to hit. Mm-hmm. And of course. When he practices with the team again, you will hear about it everywhere. If you follow us and, and any kind of social yes. media, you will hear about that. So we will tell you. It will be the biggest of news. Lindsay, I was worried about Gru being cold after coming back from illness and then only getting one shot on goal. But super happy he proved me wrong and came up huge on that breakaway. Huge turning point. It was because that was a time, RJ, where when the Predators get that breakaway, I was just like, oh, here we go. Like, this is the Kraken. They're going to be the Kraken, and we're going to end up in, like, overtime or something again. But Gru gave him nothing to work with, and he eventually kind of had to pull wide. I, I, I think Gru, like, made technically a save with the pad there. But really, I mean, he gave he gave that Predator just no chance of getting anything done. Right. It was all about angles and Grubauer didn't bite uh, on the move mm-hmm. too. And that's what it's all about is making sure that the forward ha- or the player on the breakaway moves before you do. Cause if you flinch first, he's going to take advantage of that, go right around you. And, and Grubauer was just solid and patient there. Yeah. Uh, Barbara saying uh, about Burakovsky, he was posting on, uh, on Instagram about Swedish hockey games from his own sofa. It seemed so probably not on the road then, unfortunately yeah. uh, six and f- six and four in the last 10 to get to a hundred it's happening from Daniel. I mean, that is very close to that five and five number we were talking about. And yeah, I mean, six and four, you only got to be one game above 500. That's. Oh you yeah. Know, you you can do difficult. that. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca, they did pick up the fish. You could see someone carrying it in triumph as they walked back to the locker room. Oh, thank you, Rebecca, for throwing that in there. And, and actually, the Kraken tweeted a photo of Philip Grubauer holding it. Oh, sweet. It's great. Oh, sweet. I loved it. I love that. Um, Milo, what are the odds Canner gets to 40 this season? There's, They're not like zero, that's for sure, but they're probably not above 50% either. No. I would give him maybe... You know what? Whatever his shooting percentage is right now, like 25%. I was just thinking that. Yeah, 20-something percent, whatever it is. It's uh, It was 20 coming into this game, but you know, it might go up a little from this one. So 20 to 25% range, probably. Yeah. Um, can we f- call a fourth-line goal a depth charge from Kyle? Oh, that's that Ooh, is I good. like that. I like that. that. Working, working on the themes of the Kraken and everything. I really like that, Kyle. That's a good one. Uh, we can, we can, we can try to get that going. Um, 
Uh, Lindsay, the Forslin, where to stick your click and confusion over clicking versus scanning the QR code had me in stitches. <laughs> that that was great. That was really funny. My my mom actually texted me about that at the time, so that was really funny. She got a kick out of that one. It is it is so good. It is so good. Um, let's see, Lindsay Groovy got the plush Sam, and it looks so happy. Oh my heart! There we go. So more love about that. I love it. Patrick whoop, woke me up, even though uh, even even though there was an early game, I got to watch it. Uh, nice way to wake up. Yes, I mean this is a fantastic way to start Saturday. Like like we talked about, good uh, good one to you know watch uh, have have some brunch, RJ. You know, start it off, watch some hockey. Like it's it's a nice way to like live life. I'm just yeah. saying. I, I had some eggs, bacon, and toast during the game. It was there great. See, this is this is what we need. Uh, Lonnie Nashville brought a fanatics level of play to today's game. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. If that can become like a thing, uh, not just here within ECH land, but league wide, whenever anybody does something like bad, instead of a dang it, we call it a fanatics. That would be incredible. If that got going before their deal even kicked in and started, that would be just phenomenal. I would like that. That'd be great. <laughs> That would be so funny. Um, let's see. Uh, from uh, Leaf here, uh, Sharks have erased a 0-2 deficit in Calgary and now lead 3-2. So that's that's good for the other team kind of. And trying... it's gone. It's tied uh, okay. now. <laughs> yeah, well, it is the Sharks after all this season. Uh, and Kings leading Winnipeg at the moment. But uh, that is good for the other team kind of chasing the Kraken. For one of those uh, wild card spots, Coop, I can't believe how close Lausanne's skate blade was to Tanev's face. That screenshot you put on Twitter is terrifying. It's one of those things that never ceases to amaze me. RJ is that like there isn't more bad stuff, and we've seen a couple scary moments this season around the NHL. But it is wild to think about, as as Dan Levitar would would say on his radio show, hockey's the craziest sport because they're all skating around at thirty miles per hour with knives on their feet. And it's true. Like, we don't think of it, but it's true. Right. And and I'm surprised to see how often the skates get up that high, too. Usually when a, when a player is checked or, you know, even just upended kind of in any way, those skates get higher than you'd think. And it's amazing how um, how infrequently they manage to really cut someone bad. But it's a scary moment, too, seeing how high uh, Lausanne's leg gets there. It's like right up on Tanev's face. Ugh, I hate to see it. Yeah, no, it's it is always it's always scary. Uh, Gary Kraken could be two points behind the Oilers by the end of the day. I mean, I would I they're they are RJ. They're staying alive for that third spot in the Pacific. I still don't know that I'd give them again positive odds of getting there. Um, but I mean, the, the longer they can hang around in that space. I mean, we talked about it. We both agree that's a much better spot to be in than being one of the two wild card teams. So. Uh, I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I will definitely be rooting against the Oilers. Oh, for sure. No, I, I think it would be a better spot to be in and they're not out of it yet. I mean, they're kind of more like three points back because the Oilers are going to have the tiebreaker. So if they're tied mm -hmm. in points, you know, it's going to go to Edmonton, but you know, it's not out of the question completely. No, it's not. And I love that. Uh, super chat here from JMG. Hate to say it, but got to root for Vegas tonight against Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah, but for sure. I mean, those two say. points Vegas gets, that's not hurting Seattle. Like, look, the Kraken aren't catching Vegas. That's that's yes. just the reality of it. So you might as well uh, root for the Edmonton loss. 
Definitely, definitely. And thanks for the super chat there, JMG. Thanks to everybody for the super chats today. It's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, traveling Seattle fans are going to make the reverse eat a thing where our fans throw a plush salmon on the ice after road wins. I would love to see that, RJ. That would be so cool. I know that that'd be great. I get I can't like really fully endorse it because I feel like you might get in trouble for that sometimes, you know, depending on on which venues, you know, are, are cooler about it than others. But that would be pretty cool. I, if it's at the end of the game, they're just going to kick you out. They're not going to like charge you with anything. Right. Like, I don't know. I think that's, the, that's one of those things that if, if the Kraken fan base became known for that, you know how jealous other fan bases would be like, cause that's something that anytime there's a nationally televised game, anytime Seattle goes into Toronto, right. They're going to talk about it and they're going to talk about Seattle fans and how passionate they are. And that's why I really want it to happen. That's true. It's just, somehow it has to stay with just one because it gets to be a problem when like all you know when like 30 or 40 people all bring their fish and toss them onto the ice after the game yes well here's here we go rj just you know organize what? beforehand i was gonna decide say who the one person is gonna be who's gonna throw it if we need to organize somebody who's gonna have to just kind of go on the road and follow the team so that they can eat the fish down to the team and do all that stuff and get kicked out of arenas at the end of the night i am willing to make that sacrifice for everybody if we all want to like coalesce and, and try to make that happen i'm i'm willing to to make that sacrifice for the kraken i think should, should we should we set a separate goal on the patreon for just Dylan yes. to travel and throw indeed a fish after every road game yes that would be that would be sweet um Kaylin, the preds had a ceremony to unveil a statue of pecorine before this game ouch it unfortunate timing <laughs> yeah on pecorine night that yeah that you see soros too and lots in the most goals of his career in that one yeah not great but uh love to see them honoring the franchise legend pecorine oh yeah Gotta love Pecorino. Definitely. Uh, Light with a super chat here. I knew after Thursday that the Kraken could blow the Preds out. Glad my super chat was correct a few days ago. Was indeed like you called it. You, you. Oh yeah, totally. You called it. Yep. Oh, that's that's some good stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, the entire bench was chirping Lausanne at one point. Loved it from TBK for sure. Uh, X Kid Z just saw the picture of Groovy with the fish on the Kraken Twitter. Must be nice to be on the receiving end of a yeeted fish for once. I'm sure, like, you, you know, you think he's going to keep it? Probably. I think so. I could see, like, knowing him, most players would be like, ah, eh, no, they're just going to give it back to PR. I could see Groove keeping it. Yeah. Uh, Ty saying, dumped rain on me last night when I played at KCI. Snowed last time. Uh, they can get wet easy, <laughs> for sure. Like I said, if they want oh, yeah. to, they can do it. They'll, they'll find a way. Uh, TBK, I think 15 points is technical math for us to clinch, but realistically, we probably only need to go 400, 500 rest of the season. That that definitely seems, uh, seems right to me. Um, but going to keep an eye out on the Oilers game, praying they don't win. I don't want to face Ottinger in his playoff form. A, a thousand percent agreed. A thousand percent. Oh, yeah. Uh, CR Bud with the super chat. RJ, just get Berkey to throw the fish. Best ever at it, lol. Totally. He was a legend with that mm -hmm. yeet, sending it. I, I think I counted like 20 something rows back. I mean, it was really impressive. And look, he's not doing anything else right now. He's just on his couch watching hockey. Bring him on the trip to eat the fish. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and because we know he's so good at it, he could be sitting up there with Ron Francis. You know what I mean? And he'll, yeah. get, he'll find a way to get it down there. Right. That's right. It'll land on the ice and they'll be looking for fans like, wait, who did this? Who did this? They'll never suspect anyone in the press box. Well, and even if they do, they find video evidence. What are you going to do? Kick, 
kick one of the the players out of the arena. You can't do that. They're not going to no, do that. You can't do that. It's the it's the perfect plan. We just we figured it out. Thank you, CR Bud, for the super chat. Uh, CR Bud with another question in here: Are the Kraken salmon available for purchase? Uh, no, they are not, and that's something that the Kraken. That was an intentional decision. They wanted it to be a special thing that you could kind of only get from the player yeets. No, I, I don't believe you can purchase them. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, that makes sense to me. Trying to keep it kind of like a special thing there. Uh, yeah. uh, play more disc golf. I'm I'm down with that. Uh, with the way Sprong has been playing, what do you think about moving him to the Wenberg line? I kind of like that idea, RJ. Interesting. I mean, I think there's definitely the elements that that could work with it. Wenberg, of course, being the the noted distributor that we know he is. Mm -hmm. Although I think I do think Sprong is kind of more of a north south player, and that like yes. Wenberg's east west type of distribution game might not match up the best with him but i don't think it'd be a bad decision but then again i just don't like what it does to the fourth line you're taking him off the fourth line and we know that works yeah we do know that works maybe yeah no, i was gonna say well maybe if berkey comes back but then what you're gonna stick berkey on the fourth line that makes no sense yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah i don't know but it, it does make sense also with like Jaden schwartz because schwartz is gonna you know kind of clog up things defensively he'll help provide time and space for sprung i don't know i kind of like it because you know what it would be like it would be like true prove it time for Daniel Sprong too. Well, like, see, that's why it would never happen it. is because Haxtell would actually have to give him real minutes because that line plays, you know, 18, 19 minutes a game. Okay. And I just don't, I don't think that the Haxtell could possibly do that. You got to keep that, uh, that scoring uh, five on five scoring per 60, you know, stats up. So that could be risky. Good, good point. That's a good point. Lonnie, has anyone uh, considered calling Dutch, uh, calling Sprong the Flying Dutchman? Yes. I mean, we, we started that last year. We had a shirt, I think. Yeah, we even had a shirt for a limited time. And that was back last year. We were like, oh, he's yeah. the fourth liner that was a throw in for a trade. No one's ever going to really, you know, su support him like that. But no, I mean, he, he showed us. Yeah. Uh, Declan, I heard I missed a good game. You did. I'd recommend going and checking out the highlight package. Yeah, on NHL.com in the NHL yep. app. I, you'll, you'll be happy with it uh, for sure. Um, Superfly, nice stat. Thanks to tonight's win, the Kraken have set an NHL record for largest points improvement of an expansion team from season one to season two since the original six era. I mean, yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, it's just... It, they, they're just crushing it right now and it's so i'm so happy for everybody too for all of us you know that were in here doing these post-game lives last year through a lot more losses than wins it's it's been a heck of a journey yeah for sure and i was actually watching uh i, I went to our post-game live playlist from last season as i was working on the website and um it took me to the second ever game the one against nashville their first ever win and i watched just a few minutes of that post-game live and uh, man, just the, the difference in, in the things we were talking about versus now. I mean, um, even as excited as we were over the win, we saw some yeah. of the mistakes. We're like, well, let's just hope that doesn't become a more permanent thing. And it really did that season. Mm -hmm. um, but it just feels so great to move past that. Definitely. Schultz, do you think a Kraken player will get a hat trick before the end of the season? So right now, the Kraken so far this season, only one hat trick from Jared McCann back on uh, January 14th against Chicago in that 8-5 ridiculous game yeah. but we had a great time at the watch party with everybody um uh i do think that we're gonna probably see another one because we've gotten really close here these last couple of weeks rj a couple times i think at some point like law of averages says somebody's gonna find that elusive third goal i think so and i mean if i had to pick a game i might go 
either one of the Arizona games or, or Anaheim, their return home. Mm-hmm. They're playing against some teams that I could see surrendering a hat trick. Yeah. Or, you know, any any game that's just going to be close, you know, you get an empty netter. Again, like in this one, Tolvanen, in a different world where the Kraken decide not to just, you know, break poor UC Soros like that. Uh, Tolvanen could have been out there for an empty netter and gotten it tonight. So there's lots of opportunities yep. to do it still. I, I think, though, because so many guys have been getting close, uh, I, I believe it'll happen. Uh, Gruby has to keep the fish to commemorate his most ever goal support lull from Lindsay. Definitely. <laughs> That's his goal support lucky charm. Just hang on to that <laughs> yep. and hope the team scores more for you. Yep. Uh, Gary, press max points are 102. Kraken have 88. Magic number is seven. Okay. There we go. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Good to know. And then um, don't mess with Sprague's deployment from Striatic. <laughs> uh, also from Striatic. McCann, though, you can make an argument he actually needs some more five-on-five minutes somehow. Somehow. I mean, he's playing on the top line. I don't know how else you could get him more. And bottom line is, in in uh, Dave Haxtell's, you know, coaching world, it's, pro- it's just not going to happen. Nobody's going to get significantly more than anybody else. Uh, and coming in, McCann's second uh, amongst ice time leaders today amongst forwards. Uh, right. Well, I, I am curious to see if that changes come playoff time, uh, because this is something that happens around the league where you'll you'll see guys get um, much more ice time, the stars, you know, than, than you usually would. And uh, to the point where it can sometimes be just ungodly amounts of ice time. You know, you're having forwards, you know, approaching 25, 26 minutes in certain playoff games. So I do wonder if we see a little bit of an uptick from Haxall yeah. once playoff time comes around. I wouldn't expect it before that, though. Mm hmm. Agreed. Sergeant Pickles here with the super chat at work. Only saw highlights, but mother of God, that was a butt whooping. Studs, Tolman and Canner, Lars, Duds, the artist formerly known as Nashville. Oh, appreciate it. Hope you're having an okay time at work, Sergeant Pickles. But appreciate you joining us uh, here uh, towards the end of post game live and for the super chat. Really, really do. Uh, that is good. Artist formerly yeah. known as Nashville. Had to get the it. studs and duds in for sure. I was worried yep. we might not get them definitely uh donato with a point again in a game after a scratch again i mean it's it's been a kind of a, a for sure thing for kraken players this season rj right you come back in after being a scratch you start playing well happened with tolvin too. remember everybody when we first got him it was like when is he going to get into a game and then he started scoring right away it's all i i would be lying if i said i hadn't thought about scratching maddie just for a game just to try to get it going work that magic a little bit for maddie there when when mctavish was really kind of racing to catch up to him yeah no i i think uh i don't know if i'd go that far but again it's tempting looking at the results like it really is and and donato this is the second game in a row well second you know game off of a scratch in a row where he has a point you know in the first game coming off a scratch which is really cool um you know this is it's just so motivating knowing you better perform if you want to stay in the lineup. And, you know, it's a, it's a tough deal for some of these bottom six players knowing that the standard has to be that high, but it does bring out the best in everyone. Oh, for sure. Uh, another super chat here from Kitty B Kraken 20 for Maddie's 20th and one step closer to Calder. I mean, definitely appreciate it. Kitty B Kraken. And yeah, I mean, I, like I said, those milestones mean something to Calder voters. 20 goals means something. Uh, especially if he's going to be like the only rookie to get there, that means something. And 50 points as well is a big deal. Uh, and then another uh, super chat here as well um, from uh, Glode, I guess, uh, Matt Connell. Yeah. Uh, finally, Maddie scored 
Love this team. Where do you think we will be in the draft? So obviously it's not going to be as high as the Kraken are used to picking in the draft. Not going to be able to score Batty Baneer's second overall, Shane Wright fourth overall. 32, um, 32. I, I mean, I would love to say 32, <laughs> RJ. I just, I don't know that we'll quite be in that spot. Um, probably, you know, figuring like a, you know, first round, second round exit maybe for the Kraken, given where they're at this year and being a wild card team. Uh, but that can still, you know, keep you, there's a chance late teens, early 20s. Yeah, that's probably about where they're looking. And I mean, if you look at it right now, let's say, you know, the higher seeded team won in every series, you know, in the playoffs, you know, that's not how it always ends up working. But right. if that's what ends up happening, the Kraken would uh, have the 21st pick right now. So probably in that range, give or take a few picks. Yep. Yep. Uh, and in this year's draft class, that's not a bad thing at all. Like there is some you are going to get a real quality player. Yeah. Anywhere yeah. in the top 40. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, let's see. Uh, I really dig the depth charge idea, Matt. I didn't think of it from CR, but I know it was a good one. Uh, absurdly saying, seriously, tan of geeky sprung should be sacrosanct by now. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. Everybody. You're all right. I, I'll, I'll give up that point. I will. I will. Uh, uh, Sergeant Pickles, 25 long minutes left. Good news is that I'm time and a half today. Oh, good for you, Sergeant. There Pickles. you go. There you go, for sure. Uh, Stratic, maybe a quick Shane Wright prospect update while there's a bunch of people on the stream. Yeah, I mean, Shane Wright is absolutely killing it at the OHL level. Traded, to, you know, got traded to the Windsor Spitfires when the Kraken sent him back down. Windsor Spitfires decimated by injuries. Thankfully, not to Shane Wright, although he actually has missed well, some time. for a bit, them. yeah. Yeah, for a bit, it was him. Uh, right now, he's been helping keeping them afloat. He's been having to focus on the defensive stuff, but let me tell you, when he decides to play defense, like especially in that league, just nobody can do anything against his teams. And he is so good at turning that that defense around into offensive chances for the Spitfires. And I'm hoping now the Spitfires are getting back to like they actually have a full lineup, RJ. They were able to field a full group of skaters yesterday, I believe, for the first time in a couple weeks. That's how bad their injury issue has been. They were down to 10 forwards for a while there. Uh, I'm hoping Shane Wright then can start, you know, not having to completely carry a team that is tired from having to play way more minutes than they should should and he'll be able to unleash the offense here because it's just anytime you watch him rj he is so much better than anybody else out there on the ice at the ohl level he is so nhl ready i mean next season's gonna be so much fun to watch him with the kraken yeah and that point really gets driven home too uh, as i watched your uh, your patreon prospect chat uh, you always do mm -hmm. a great job on those and point pointing out all the different uh, elements of shane wright's game and why he is just so much better and so much more mature in a lot of ways too than a lot of the players he's playing against. And I'm excited to see what he can do uh, in the playoffs, uh, in the OHL mm -hmm. playoffs and how they utilize him uh, in those playoff series. It's going to be really interesting. It, it will be for sure. So thanks. Thanks for that question, Stratic. I yeah. like that. Uh, Lindsay, the Kraken have 10 draft picks this upcoming draft. Looks like another deep draft too. Good thing wrong didn't, Ron didn't throw away picks on meh trades. Yeah, I mean, that's that was the thing. We talked about it. We didn't want a rental. It didn't seem to make sense for this team this year. So unless you're adding a piece for the future as well, keep all those draft picks in a deep draft class, especially given how early so many of those draft picks are this year, RJ. Talking about you know a ton of those being first and second round picks. 
Yeah, Ron Francis has said, in his opinion and the opinion of his scouting staff, this is the deepest draft class the Kraken will have participated in. So he said, it was funny, he's like, uh, no offense to our, our already drafted prospects, but this draft class is probably the best that, that we've been in or we will be in. Um, so you know they think highly of it, and that's kind of the sentiment around the entire league. So to have 10 picks in that class is going to be huge. Yes, for sure. Pablo, great game. It was, it was Pablo. Uh, and then Superfly responding to, to Lindsay there. Yeah, the Kraken have the flexibility and could also move up a bit if they wanted. Also, I'd go for a forward in the first round in unless uh, Reinbacher somehow falls. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that is the other benefit of having that many picks in a draft, RJ, is say there is somebody that you want there and it's a little ways before you're going to be able to pick. Just bundle some picks, move up, get the player you want. I am always in favor of teams drafting the player they believe in that they want. I am always going to be in favor of bundling picks to move up for those kinds of situations. Yeah, I interested. I mean the 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 math on it and and the the results, the analytics are a little bit mixed. But again, if you have a real good feeling about it, I know Dylan, you former scout, you trust the scouting staff. Yes, and I think if you're the Kraken scout, you know if it's their scouting staff, you have good reason to trust them too. Right. You know, maybe other teams uh, not as much, but again, the Kraken have such a good scouting staff, such a good uh, you know analytics staff, and focusing on the on the amateur scouting side of it as well. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just excited to see what they can do. And if you need to move up to get someone, you've got the ammo. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, we've seen we've seen the Kraken draft well already, so we know that they're capable of doing it, and that's why I trust them maybe more than others. It's a conversation that closer to draft time I would love to have on, on something, maybe bring in some other voices on it, because I think, you know, there is so many stories, and we know, and there are still teams in the NHL that do not properly fund out things for the draft at all, whether it's analytics departments or scouting staffs. Like, like there are just teams that like will have like one person go to Europe for like four weeks, and that's it. You know what I mean? And I feel like they skew all the draft like statistics at any way of viewing draft stuff. I think they, those teams kind of skew it all. So, um. In a, in a case like the Kraken, where you have a decent amount of scouts and you have the analytics working with them and all that stuff, I'm always in favor of a team like that that has put in the money and the effort into making sure they can make those calls correctly. I'm in favor of them doing whatever it takes to get the players they want. For sure. And the Kraken have definitely to that. <laughs> yeah, invested in that. They've got four European scouts. Um, I mean, they, yeah. they've got a robust scouting staff. It's It's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's it's phenomenal. Um, all right, so that's it. Uh, bring on the wild test from from Schultz there. Absolutely. Uh, yes, it's going to be a good one seeing them go up against that Minnesota Wild team. Another kind of potential playoff primer for them. I mean, technically, Wild could end up, you know, leads or leader of the Central Division, winner of the Central Division, and um, and we could see them in the playoffs. So I am looking forward to that one. And then also after this one, just seeing if the Kraken can carry forward all this scoring momentum, all that kind of good stuff. So against uh, yeah, a really good goalie, which they're going to need to do against Minnesota, no matter who's in that. Exactly. Exactly. So it's going to be a good one. Thanks to everybody for joining us today. Thanks to everybody who gave us super chat and we will see you all next time.